Hey everyone, I'm your host, Stanley Genetic, and welcome to the Landscape Disruptors podcast. Landscape Disruptors is a platform that showcases top performers in the landscape and snow industry and discusses all things related to business and beyond. This is a platform for sharing advice that relates to helping landscapers build successful and well-planned out businesses of their own. Viewers can expect a variety of guest experts to talk about all functions related to business, including sales, marketing, making better equipment decisions, and a variety of other topics that will help you be a more efficient and more profitable landscape company. You can learn more about our free content at landscapedisruptors.com. Hey everyone, I wanted to share the latest offer from our show sponsor, LMN. Their latest Black Friday promotion could save you $2,200 and help you train your team members and manage your landscape business. So how does it work? First, you sign up for LMN Professional to receive one month free, plus you'll get complimentary, no-hassle software implementation. But there's more to it. After that, you will receive six months free greeniest training for your staff and you will receive a free Chromebook computer. All to say it's a $2,200 value and you'll get a free computer. To take advantage of this Black Friday offer, just visit golmn.com backslash Black Friday. That's golmn.com backslash Black Friday. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, one and all. And uh, we are going to be talking about a very obscure topic that is I, absolutely fascinates me, and that is soil testing in landscaping. And we've got a special guest with us, Chris Borgman. Chris, how are you today? Great. How are you doing, Stanley? I'm doing awesome, man. All right. So, Chris, before we really dive into soil testing and landscaping and geotechnical engineering and all of this hyper-technical stuff that I really find is a fascinating avenue of our green industry, can you just start with your name, the company you work for now, and your path into the green industry? Because I, I, we want to kind of paint the picture so we can uh, then take it to the next step. Yeah, Stanley mentioned my name is Chris Borgman. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Predictive Nutrient Solutions. Uh, we're the owners of the MySoil Test Kit brand. Um, my background um, earned a degree in, in crop and soil science from Washington State University. Uh, really specifically studied turf grass management. Uh, from there, I was a, a golf course superintendent for a number of years. Uh, while I was doing that, you know, I was never going to leave that industry. I love that industry. Um, but while I was um, doing that, working on my career, I was introduced to uh, a soil testing technology that I started to work with on the golf course. And it was providing me with information and, and data that, you know, I hadn't really seen with conventional soil testing. And uh, that approach made a lot more sense to me. Um, and really the data led to, you know, fertilizer and soil amendment adjustments that I wasn't making previously uh, because those weren't re being reflected in traditional methods. And once I started using um, that new testing technology, the responses I was getting from, you know, fertilizer and soil amendment applications, even at very low rates, um, were really good. And so, um, you know, not to kind of go down a rabbit hole, but 
you know, the test itself is is very interesting in the fact that, you know, traditional soil testing, um, they do a measurement of nutrients in the soil. But what this test does is it actually tells us of those nutrients in the soil, can they release in forms and amounts that plants can uptake over time? So not just if they're there, but can they release in amounts and forms um, to meet these demands that these plants have on the soil. And that was what was really interesting to me um, is, you know, these these plants have very fibrous root systems. Uh, they take up a lot of space in the soil. They're, they're actively absorbing nutrients, you know, all the time. And so the demands that they have on the soil are a little bit different than, you know, might be what might be reflected in a traditional test. Who does soil testing? I mean, like, not you. I mean, you can just go, yeah. I do, duh. That's why yeah. you're interviewing me. But I mean, who is your customers? So our customers to date, um, I've worked in, in agriculture. Um, our customers to date with this particular company, we've really focused on the DIY and professional market. And so our customers are homeowners, landscapers, you know, DIYers that are really looking, you know, to do it themselves. Uh, that's been our customers to date. And, you know, first, um, the DIY market, you know, we needed to position it in a way that they even knew that soil testing existed because a lot of homeowners and DIYers don't know, you know, how to get a soil test. They might know that it exists. So we needed to position it in a way where they could easily access it and understand, you know, how to use these to make, you know, decisions in their lawn and garden. And so the way we really approached that was, um, kind of relating it to like the genetic testing, like the 23andMe, but for your lawn and garden. And that has really resonated with our customers as to, um, you know, what they can get from this type of soil test kit and how they can. Um, and it was really just how we can position it in a fashion where people would want to grab a soil test and give it a try. Okay. How does the soil test kit, now you've mentioned DIYers. Lawn and landscapers, guys that really want to grow the probably the best either vegetable crops in their backyard or the best the, the most green lawn. Is that right? Are these is that who you're catering to at this point? Correct. You know, traditionally to date, you know, the the person that goes to Home Depot or Lowe's to select a, a fertilizer or soil amendment, it's all been driven by, you know, flashy packaging, you know, um, essentially like for lawn and turf you'd have like the summer blend or the fall blend you know and so it's all just been packaging it hasn't been data driven so what we wanted to do was essentially you know first bring it to where people have access to it and then the second thing was to develop a software platform that would allow us to integrate and st make this start to finish solution for these people. So grabbing a soil test kit, using the data from their specific growing scenario, which is unique to everybody, taking their data and tying that to specific products. So now we're using data-driven decisions to select products, not packaging um, and these other things that have been, um, you know, the way that we've selected products today. Okay, so wait a minute. Are you telling me, Chris, that your soil test kit of a person, if I'm understanding this correct, can use your soil test kit, go in their yard, and then when they get the results, it will actually give them recommended products to use to amend their yard? 
Correct. Yep. So right, we have a dashboard that people log into. They register their kit, uh, their status alerts along the way. Um, where when we receive the sample at the lab, when it's being analyzed, and then once the report is complete, you get an email um, that tells you your report is complete. You go in there, you click on it, your test pops up, and it gives you your nutrient values um, that you have versus the optimal range where they should be. And then there's a fertilizer recommendation in that platform that tells you um, what to apply and what rates to apply. And you can go to your local garden center and look for something similar, or we actually have direct product links on the test report that take you to an e-commerce purchase. Do you do this for farms, for the farming industry at all? Uh, to date, we've with this company, I have worked a lot in um, commercial agriculture over the last nine years. But to date, this company, we've really focused on the DIY community. We are doing um, certain research on the side with universities um, currently, but our focus has really been on the DIY and professional market. Let me ask you a question, Chris. How often do farmers actually test their soil? Because the crops, they got to rotate the crops. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a true farmer. I mean, I grew up on 160 acres of sticks, rivers, lakes, hills, raising cattle, pigs, horses. We really weren't uh, crop crop farmers, so to speak. How often do farmers test their soil? Do you have any clue? Do they test every year? Do you know if that's something they do, or do they just lick and stick and wing it or what's going on out there uh it's really regional and crop specific how often um farmers will test you know a lot of times in the midwest on corn and soybeans um some of the traditional farmers will test you know only once every you know four years just to get a baseline of, of where they're at and what their amendments have done when you get into specialty crops um where you know, a little bit higher value crops. Um, sometimes they'll test those, you know, weekly or, you know, twice a month during the growing season, say like strawberries or potatoes. Um, during the growing season, they'll test the whole season. So it really depends on the crop um, and, you know, the value of the crop that determines the frequency of testing. And have you noticed that there's any types of crops that deplete the soil faster than others? There are. Um, you know, you look at, uh, say, like a, a potato crop or even a corn crop, and this is one of the, the really disruptive measurements that we can get with our test, um, which is pounds per acre per day uptake. These crops have huge demands on the soil at peak uptake times. And so, when you look at a uh, potato crop at peak uptake time, if we look at potassium, they can take up 15 pounds of K2O per acre per day. And so, Holy if crap. You're, yeah, so if you're not building that soil to meet those uptake demands at that time, you're, use, you're losing li- yield and quality, you know, you're leaving that in the field. And so our measurement's going to tell us you know, is your soil releasing nutrient to match these uptake demands that these crops have on these soils at that peak time? 
What are you noticing for the DI in the DIY community? What typical trends are you seeing? Are people starting to go toward testing to optimize their lawn? Or are they still guessing or are they ahead of the trend? Because farm, if farmers are testing every four years, how often should the DIYers do it? And what are you seeing out there right now in this, the trend of the industry? You know, we're, we're still in the infancy. We're really trying to be the leaders in the industry. Um, we've, we've partnered to date. Um, we've partnered, you know, with one of the biggest DIY influencers in the, the lawn um, industry, which is Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Net. So he actually white labels our soil test kit for his community. Um, and he's really led the charge on, you know, getting um, soil testing in the hands of his followers and using data-driven decisions to drive product selection. And when it comes to sample timing and, and frequency, um, you know, we're just trying to get a test in the hands of people that have never done it. So one time is good now, um, but a lot of times we like to sample in the spring and in the fall. Our spring sampling time, usually around that March time frame, that's really going to um, allow us to look at the soil, see where it's at at the start of the season, and then that'll allow us to select the correct fertilizer ratio that that specific soil needs for the season. And we're going to balance out the fertility for the season from that one application or from that one soil test. And then some folks will come back maybe mid-season and just see, you know, how they're doing if they really start to get into it. Um, but we don't always promote the mid-season, but then again in the fall to kind of see how you did over the over the season and where you're at, you know, going into winter. Because a lot of times in most turf grasses, especially in the northern cool season zones, um, that fall application of fertilizer is going to be the very important one because that's going to get you going to build up your plant carbohydrates going into winter and then that gives you that early spring green up um, so you'll have the greenest lawn the quickest in the spring um, with that fall fertilization oh man hey i got a question though um when you were mentioning alan hayne actually i know alan he's kind of a friend of mine okay but he he seems to have this weird fascination with malorganite right yeah and what I'm, I'm what I'm getting at is, are you seeing that you can over fertilize in any one? Like I don't know a whole lot about malorganite, except I think it's made in Milwaukee from human feces. Like I was on a boat tour, and all of a sudden they were like, "And this is where malorganite is made." And I perked up because I was thinking of Alan because I wanted yeah. to give him some ribbon that I maybe knew more about malorganite than he did. But I don't. I think he lives, breathes, and eats malorganite. I don't even know if I'm saving saying malorganite right. And I'm sure everybody listening right now is probably sick of hearing me say malorganite. But if you aren't sick of hearing me say malorganite, I just want to get to the point that I'm making about malorganite. So. <laughs> Just messing with everybody listening right now on you too, Chris, but I do have a very serious question. Can you over-fertilize with any one and then make your soil toxic by over-fertilizing in one aspect of it? Is that even a possibility? Yeah, you can. So when it comes to malorganite, I think, um, you know, not speaking for Alan, but, you know, that was just a product and you're exactly right. It's Milwaukee poo. And, uh, that was, <laughs> that was a, that was a product that, um, you know, even in the golf course industry, that was a big product as well. And it could still be today, um, for a natural, you know, hundred percent 
carbon-based organic slow release, you know, um, that's, that's still a product that that's used today. But um, when it comes to Alan and Malorganite, I think it was just a product that he got great response from, you know, applying that, you know, early on. And so just kind of out of, um, I guess, luck or, you know, he, he started applying and he really, he started letting people know about it. And it, it really caught on to where everybody was, you know, throwing down Malorganite. Mm-hmm. Now, now what we've seen in the data uh, because everybody was throwing down malorganite, um, I can pretty much tell you who is doing it just by looking at the test because the phosphorus levels, you know, might be through the through the roof, you know, on the test. A lot of very high phosphorus levels, and typically it's associated with a lot of malorganite applications. But you know, that being said, we're we're learning right from the from the data and these data driven decisions, and now. You know, we're pivoting a little bit or Malorganite's still a great product. There's other, you know, organic slow release products available as well. Um, it's a great product. Um, it's still recommended and with folks that, you know, don't have the phosphorus they need and want that organic, you know, slow release approach. But now we're taking these data driven decisions. And if you were a Malorganite user, now we need to just come in and supplement, you know, with some other products. You can still use that, but we're going to use the data to kind of guide, you know, which products you're applying and when you're applying them instead of just doing that one product that may be, you know, building too much phosphorus in the soil. And we obviously, you know, we don't want to let that move into the waterways. and have some, you know, off target movement and environmental concerns. And so, you know, really, we're trying to help guide, you know, the, you know, responsible, you know, applications of fertilizer and fertilizer selection in the industry. So you make a very great point, Chris, and thanks for bringing that up. And that's water contamination, because we face that a lot in Minnesota with the salt usage. We actually have classes now, thankfully, where they teach us to back off on how much salt we put in. But a friend of mine had bought a house on a pond, on a lake. I'm air quoting. It's a lake, okay? And I say a pond. He bought a house on a pond surrounded by fields. So he was like one of five houses on this really big lake. And the reason I call it a pond, because when I got there, I looked at it, and it looked like flipping Shrek Pond. Shrek pond. I mean, we're talking about 100% coverage of duckweed. If there wasn't duckweed, which I mean, I don't know when, where there wasn't duckweed, the water was pure green. You might as well been tubing through pea soup, right? You took right. the boat out, pea soup is flying everywhere. And you just, all you had to do was look around and go cornfield, soybean field, 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 surrounding this entire lake, which meant that all of that was leaching back into the waterways. And so with your test kit, we can stop contaminating the waterways as well because really over pollution and not understanding even organic chemicals ha- can have a detrimental effect on our environment. Is that correct? Yeah, they can. You know, and today, you know, um, the, the homeowner market has really been the toughest to guide when it comes to fertilizer applications. Um, you know, with agriculture and professional sports turf, um, they're really taking the brunt of the regulation. You know, the homeowner market, um, 
you know, there hasn't been a real way to guide that. And that's why we're really focused on that because um, they're big contributors as well. And so we want to properly, you know, guide that, you know, when you're, when you're fertilizing a home lawn, you're selecting a product from a Lowe's or a Home Depot. I mean, we don't know if that's the right product for that lawn, but people are putting it out. We're having off-target movement of nutrients. So although the agriculture, you know, market and professional turf markets have been, you know, taking the brunt of that, we really want to help guide the homeowner market because they also, you know, contribute to that. And, you know, along with that, that professional landscape market, I mean, they, they're also, you know, concerned, you know, about that and want to do stuff, you know, responsibly. And so I think giving them the opportunity to use, you know, our test and use these data-driven decisions um, is really going to help, you know, change the industry. Quick question for you, Chris. How can landscapers benefit from a soil sampling service and then implement that service within their business? Yeah, so one of the the great things about what we've developed um, is we've made our platform fully customizable to where if we're working with a specific landscape stick uh, landscape company, we can actually integrate you know their logo and stuff into the reports. We can actually specify the reports for their company. So if they have a product line that they use. Uh, we can actually bring that in, drop it into our software in the background. So every report that their field guys are running um, comes back and recommends products that, that they use. So that way they can really streamline the approach of, you know, their field guys say they're going to a certain neighborhood. They have soil test data from that neighborhood that says, hey, we need, you know, product X um, on the truck to go to this neighborhood because we have the data. And that's all streamlined with our software. Oh, nice. Okay, so we talked a little bit about potential water contamination and over-fertilizing, using a mono strain of fertilizer where we just get too much phosphorus, or maybe it might be nitrate, nitrite, ammonia, who knows. But are there any other sustainability issues or environmental issues in landscaping that contractors should be aware of? I mean, I think it's really just managing that that off-target movement of nutrients, and you know, not applying nutrients that aren't needed. So, you know, if there's if those soils are high in phosphorus, you know, there's no need to put you know phosphorus down, but they might be short in potassium. We've seen huge responses in potassium as soils get depleted over time, and so we may be able to adjust our our management strategy to where you know, we're applying more potassium than we thought we needed to, but we've also been able to lower lower our nitrogen, you know, applications and control those levels uh, a little bit more with this information. You know, I grew up, my dad was a crop duster and um, we didn't actually plant any fields whatsoever, but I got to work hand in hand with farmers every single day, right? And I never seen or knew any of them doing any of this soil testing. So my question is, are there any future products that contractors should be aware of and call out so that we have some easy solutions to make, you know, product application easy and efficient? You mean as far as on the testing side or? Yeah, exactly. Why are, I mean, why are, why isn't this just something that should be done 
especially if you're in a farmer. I don't get it. I would be, if I was a farmer, I'd be testing that soil every, twice a year at least. I'd probably be that weirdo doing, because I like that crap, though I have test kits all over the place. I love just knowing where everything's <laughs> got to be at. That's my, I'm a geek. Chris. Yeah, and I guess, you know, most farmers are testing quite a bit. I mean, as phosphorus regulations become tougher and tougher, um, mm-hmm. even nitrogen, um, trying to keep it on farm, uh, they they are testing. They're trying to do the best that they can. But, you know, you're really limited by, you know, when you can get in a field, you know, how often you can go across the field. It's all tied to you know, the, the return on that investment. And every time you go across the field, it costs money, you know, with products. So if you're trying to like spoon feed, um, you know, every time you drive across that field, it's something. So we're looking at, you know, technologies that control the release of nitrogen and phosphorus over the season, right? So it's not just quick release and we lose it. If we catch a big rain and it's really warm, we lose all of it. We have products that have inhibitors to keep nitrogen um, in a form that it can't move and that's not available. Uh, we have different coatings on fertilizers that like sulfurs and polymers um, that allow it to sit there and break down slower over time. So there's a lot of technologies um, being used. Some of those products get quite expensive though when you look on um, you know at the cost over hundreds of acres. You know, for the professional landscape side, they're already using these these coded products and these inhibitor products where, you know, like in my lawn, um, I use a 70% slow release nitrogen product. So it's release is very slow, you know, over, you know, six, eight weeks. And then I also use a, a base, you know, organic uh, product as well when I start the year. So I have a a carbon-based, slow-release, organic nitrogen base, you know, throughout the season, and then I just supplement that. So we are using um, new technologies and um, coatings. You know, fertilizers have come a long, long ways, you know, micronized um, particle sizes that make micronutrients more available to the plant. And, you know, some of these professionals that are, are, you know, doing the best job and have, you know, the best lawns to show for are using, you know, these technologies and these approaches. We're just trying to be on the front end of that as kind of the the Scott spreader and guiding, you know, the decision to select one product over another. Where is your product at? How do you guys find it? Uh, we have it available uh, on our website. So the perfect, we're just getting ready to, uh, to launch our, our professional pack. And that, that pack essentially has 12 soil test kits in it. So the professionals um, will have 12 tests in one of these packages. Uh, and uh, we're getting ready to release that. It's fully customizable. So some of the bigger guys uh, will reach out to us. And you can find us on our website at... Um, mysoiltesting.com. You can reach out to us. We can customize the reports so that uh, when your soil tests come in from your company, uh, the reports will have your logo on it and potentially um, a product line if you have one that that you'd like to drop in there so that you can help guide the, the guys in the field. So that's really our newest product launch is that professional, which is specifically for those professional landscapers. Um, and those are different than what we sell on Amazon and on our website for just the homeowner DIY market. The, the professional one here has all 
all 12 has 12 soil samples in here return mailers here and then the instructions um, to guide it and then the homeowner uh, test kit that we sell on Amazon and our website is just one single use test. So we get rid of, you know, having 12 of these boxes by doing it um, in this 12 pack for the professional landscapers. Hey, how much is, how much does the homeowner kit cost? Uh, the homeowner kit is uh, 20, uh, $29.99. And again, that's available on Amazon or our website. We have another, um, a number of other partners as well, as well. So you, you do recommend two tests for sure, spring and fall. Yeah, we like to do the spring and fall, um, you know, on the, on the garden side, you know, maybe just the, the spring test to kind of set your garden before the season. But on the turf side, we definitely like that, that spring and the fall test to really guide our, our fertilizer selection. What's the turnaround time? Let's say that I go out and I test somebody's property how soon till they get those results back yeah so it, that's one of our um i guess our advantages in the industry is right now a lot of guys are going to you know like a site one or something to get um get their products and uh, they offer soil testing but the extension agencies and the universities uh, from what we hear taken like three, four weeks or more, you know, just to get results back. And it's not fast enough for these guys. We yeah. provide, you know, six to eight day turnaround time. So that's between that's the time from the time you take the sample, put it in the mail and get results as we're right at six to eight days uh, turnaround time. What all do you test for when you're testing? Is there, do you go by region for your tests or is it uh, you test for everything that could potentially come up across the nation? I mean, how do you, how do you qualify your testing and, and what you test for? Yeah, so one advantage of, of our test and the way it works is that, um, you know, typically soil testing has been guided by region and it's, it's done that way because um, each region has specific extractions that they use that they feel are the best for that area. Okay. The, the my soil test, what we use, which is an ion exchange resin, uh, that resin absorbs nutrients from the soil over time. So when you put the soil in there and send it, it's absorbing nutrients from the soil. And that's how we get that measurement of release of nutrient from the soil over time to make sure that soil can release the nutrient. So as it's being mailed, it's absorbing all the nutrients from the soil. And the specific blend of resin that we use in our capsule can only absorb nutrient if it's available to a plant. So if it's not an available form to a plant, we can't absorb it. And so based on pH, soil type, it takes in all those factors because that's going to really determine what's available to the plant. You know, pH is a, a big um, component of what's actually uh, available, a nutrient form that's actually going to be available. So say phosphorus at really high pH, it can get tied up with calcium and it's really in the form of calcium phosphate, which isn't available to the plant. Right. So if it's not available, we won't be able to absorb it. So it's a very accurate measurement of nutrient release and availability. And so that being said, we're not regionally specific. So we can do globally, we can use one measurement and one analysis method globally. We don't have to be regionally specific. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, 
last question for you. You've had a chance to talk with a lot of professionals out there, right? And we're gonna. I want to talk about the service end of this. So let's say that somebody wants to start to use this or wants to experiment with it in their in their repertoire. I don't know what other word to use. And in their service selection, whatever. I don't know. Pick a word. What would they charge? for a soil sampling like this? If they were gonna go out and use your test, are you hearing kind of like the averages that companies are charging to test people's lawns and, and gardens and things like that? Yeah, I think it's kind of across the board. Um, some guys aren't even charging, they're just using it as a way to get in with something new with a customer to show that they're on the forefront of, you know, um, of the industry and what they're doing. So they'll just eat the cost, you know, to help them, um, you know, communicate with the customer what they're doing. Um, some guys will just charge, you know, the normal, you know, sample price. And then there's guys that will upcharge it because they feel there's a big benefit. So it's kind of across the board and really, um, really determined by each individual, you know, per landscape or company, how they, you know, want to position the test uh, for their market. I mean, is it unrealistic to say, hey, look, we're going to do a soil sampling test on this area. We charge $150 per test. That would cover the testing, that would cover the results, that would cover the analysis, that would re that would also cover the report that we're going to generate specific to your property. And, you know, as a contractor, what I'm legitimately doing while I'm saying these words, spewing them out of my mouth, I'm adding value why I can justify charging someone $150 or am I uh, out of the ballpark for something like this? Uh, I mean, it's really how, how good you can sell it and what, what you're doing with it. I mean, I would say that's probably a little high, you know, I yeah. think, you know, $50 or something may be more reasonable, but it really just depends on how you're packaging it and what level of, you know, service you're providing, you know, a, a true green's probably not going to use it or get the value out of it. You know, if you're just putting urea out on, on lawns, but the way professional landscapers are going now and the quality that of lawns that people are looking for, um, this is definitely the, the first step in, you know, that whole, um, guiding that whole industry and that movement. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, you are a wealth of information. I've never had actually had a chance to talk to someone that does soil testing like you do. So I knew I asked you some questions that may not be in your wheelhouse, but uh, you know what? I don't mind picking a person's brain and trying to find out all that you know. So thank you for sharing it. If guys wanted to reach out to you specifically and find out more about your tests, about you, are you on social media? Is there any, where would guys look to, to reach out to you? Yeah, you can reach out on our website. Uh, like I said, uh, mysoiltesting.com. There's a number there. Myself and um, the other co-founder of the company typically answer, you know, a lot of those calls. So you're going to get one of us. You know, we have great customer service. So um, easily reach out on the website. Um, we have uh, Instagram as well. And then also we actually developed a, a YouTube channel called uh, Soil Lab. And that's a really cool channel where we actually take some of these products into our, our production lab here. We apply them to different soil types and look at release and response, and we report that data. We have a professor from the local college that kind of runs that channel for us. And uh, just a lot of really cool stuff that we do in Soil Lab that really backs the science, not only behind the test, but 
you know, these products that, that we're um, using in industry, um, different pH amendments, just a ton of cool stuff. Awesome. And on your website, does it kind of walk through, you know, and um, help guys understand the results that they're getting? So they, I mean, you may say pH amendment, and there may be guys that have zero clue what pH amendment basically means. And if I, even I got, it takes me a moment. Isn't pH a 7.0 neutral? Eight is considered a, a not acid, not acidic. Six is considered acidic. Eight or a nine is considered alkaline. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, alkaline or basic. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And and the results that you get from the chemicals that you apply will be different depending on the pH of your soil because everything's got to work hand in hand. So is there any of that kind of basic information on your website or what would guys see when they get to your website? What would they expect to understand there, Chris? Yeah, there's a lot of great information that talks about the test, how it works, the results, and then also um, on the test results themselves, every customer, there's a learn more button in each section. If they want to dive in a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more, there's a learn more section, you know, right on the test results as well. Um, So it's very user friendly, very straightforward. Perfect. Chris, thank you for your time today. Um, much appreciated. And I'm going to talk to the audience for a moment. All right, you guys and gals. Um, what I try to do for you guys is bring you new guests, new innovation, new ideas, new concepts, ways to expand your horizon. And if there's a great guest or someone that you would like me to see bring on, hit me up in the comments down below or email Adam. He's the show's producer. And uh, him and Asia, they'll we'll all work together as a team to bring you the absolute best information we possibly can, with the understanding that I won't be sugarcoating it and I won't be, uh, you know, fluffing this stuff up. I want to dig deep into the information that's going to help you guys produce your businesses. So, I want to say thank you to each and every single one of you guys for hanging on today. Thank you for your feedback, and last but definitely not least, thanks for helping us hit over 100,000 downloads, and we crushed that a long time ago, and now we're just starting to snowball. So you guys, when you're running and you're in the truck and you're listening and you come up to me at the shows, I just it just means so much, and I think we're going to really crush 2022, and I hope that every single one of you guys crushes 2022 and makes it amazing. And Chris, I hope you do too with your new company. Show this guy some love, you guys. He's got a brand new company out. And he told I asked him, you know, do we go down the path of, you know, what someone in your industry makes? And he kind of laughed and he says, well, I just started a new company, so I don't make anything, Chris. <laughs> so these guys need to go show you some love and help you actually put some food on the table for your family, right? Yeah, I think we're on our way. Cool beans, man. Cool beans. And I hope every single one of you is on your way too. God bless each and every one of you. We'll catch you on the next one, you guys. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in today. And make sure you come back next week. We've got more expert landscape business advice coming down the pipeline. Once again, a huge shout out to LMN Software for sponsoring this podcast and making this all happen. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. It's the true do-it-all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. 
And the best part about LMN is they have a free version which you can begin using today. Just visit golmn.com backslash disruptors. You guys can start taking advantage of the software that I've been using to help me create a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's golmn.com backslash disruptors. Thanks again, everyone, and see you next week.